Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to another 2023 bonus off-season episode. You are listening to Wannabe Walk-Ons, a Nebraska football fan podcast and a proud member of the Herdat Sports Network. My name is Ben and I am joined by my friend and co-host Drew. Thanks, Ben. And thank you to everybody for joining us. During the Nebraska football season, Ben and I profile craft breweries, mostly local, some beyond, while sharing our unique brand of Husker Insight. And in the off-season, we pretty much do that too, but with slightly less regularity. <laughs> we encourage you to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Wannabe Walk-Ons for the most up-to-date show information. And please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform or listen to each episode on wannabewalkons.com. Today's episode is a bit of a social experiment and all about Drew as he both prepares and returns from Beertopia's Ultimate Beer Fest in Omaha. I'm Ben. And I'm Drew. And this is Wannabe Walk-Ons. So, Drew, before we dive into talking about football, I have to ask you, as a, as a parent of a young boy who is uh, past his first round of playing uh, team sports. Okay. My son's about to start playing yeah. team soccer, and uh, he's, he's six. Yeah. And so there's a lot of interest with kids trying to find, like, their sport, their niche, that sort of thing. And so we signed him up for soccer, which he asked to do, and um, we got an email the other day from the the league coordinator saying that of the six and under kids who signed up in our area, there's a, a certain number of teams and not enough coaches. Do you want to guess how many teams are being fielded for six and under in our area? I, I Maybe six? 54 teams. <laughs> <laughs> what? And and this is a, a no turn down league, right? Every okay. kid gets put on a team. So they have 54. Is it a team of one kid per team? How, how are they fielding this uh, many teams? I think it's 12 kids per team. Whoa. There's roughly, I think that the math comes out to like 4,000 children. That's crazy. That's not true. I mean, it's like 500 I don't know. Kids. I'm not <laughs> even going to try to do the math. I'm just still blown away by 54 teams. And they have 38 coaches. Yeah. You can probably guess where this is heading. Yeah. So I'm coaching youth soccer. <laughs> Team number 39. Yeah, yeah. which is a, a thing I've never done. Okay. A thing I'm very excited for. Yeah. I have watched both seasons of Ted Lasso, so I do feel prepared on the emotional side of things yeah, yeah. to be able to lead these <laughs> these young men and, and young women because it is a co-ed league. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm very excited for that. But do you have any like tips as being a parent 
of a kid, not necessarily as a coach, but just like yeah, I wouldn't know the first thing about coaching. Well, it neither do I. At so. all. Oh man, that's a great question. Um, I know with my with my son, his when he did soccer, um, he decided pretty quickly that he was not going to be anything other than the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Because being anything other than the goalie required running around. And so he wanted to just step back and and direct traffic. Yeah. Um, and so I would say let them let them decide how they want to play the game. You know, don't force them into a role because um, you're going to suck the fun out of it, obviously. Um, but yeah. I wait, think, wait. I are think you saying if I force them into it or just <laughs> in general, I'm going to suck the fun out of it for these kids? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll you'll be a great coach and I think you will make it a lot of fun of fun for them but um yeah i don't know yeah let them i mean just let them have th- remember there's six and under yeah and yeah, yeah but also take first place because <laughs> first out of 54 is pretty i mean impressive. that's that's no joke that's like that's winning insane. march madness yeah that's like winning the world Cup. <laughs> yeah yeah that's craziness so i'm excited for that yeah uh, the way that a lot it's, of fun the way that it's structured is um it's only one day a week and before the game, you have about 30 minutes of practice and then you play a 30 minute game. So it's nice that it's all bundled together. You get to work on certain skills. They do a nice job of having it be less about, you know, winning and more about like, hey, today we're going to focus on dribbling or today yeah. we're going to focus on passing. Today we're going to focus on defense, that sort of thing. And then yeah. you can kind of implement that immediately in a game. So it is a very low stress league, mm-hmm. but I'm just very are you scared of like handling the parents? I That's feel like the, the kids would part. be fine. Yeah. yeah. The kids are going to have fun regardless. Yeah. And it's one of those where it's like at halftime, the entire lineup switches. So, you know, it's not like you have to pick the five best, six best kids. And, you know, if they're six V six or whatever it happens to be, and then be like, okay, we're going to sub you. It's like, yeah, you know, it's a full shift. It's all about everyone just finding out if this is their thing. Right. So there, there is a little bit less stress. But I am already doing a ton of research. I immediately ordered multiple books on coaching soccer. Yep. Um, and uh, I feel like I'm going to have to get my own kit, or I'm going to have to like, you know, have a coach's. <laughs> are you going to wear a suit? Like, how are you going to? How are you? Well, gonna, I don't know. What's your coach attire? I don't know if it's going to be like a uh, a track jacket zip <laughs> up. I don't know if I. I don't know if I should get a whistle. Should I wear cleats? Like, what? How? How far do I? I don't want to be the dad that goes too far, but I also don't yeah. want to be the dad that doesn't go far enough. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not going to show up in like a stained t-shirt. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you want to show like the, up like you want to be there. Do right? I look like the kind of person who owns a stained <laughs> t-shirt? I don't know. I mean, I'm not always the most put together person, but <laughs> you do I right. tend to you throw right. those out. Yeah. All right. Well, pivoting away from that kind of football, we're not that kind of a football show, even though you're a big fan. We of that could kind be of if we ever needed to pivot. Yeah. We could. Okay. If, if Holland were to take over the world. My daughter. No. <laughs> okay. No. The she, soccer she might. She took over my world pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Uh, I didn't mean it in a sweet way. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Wow. We're already off track on an episode that is going to be so <laughs> off track. Yeah. This is sober. Yeah, this is the sober is version. Sober. The water version. Okay. Well, welcome to those who haven't listened to us before. This is a terrible first episode to introduce <laughs> you to what we do. But normally we talk about Nebraska football and craft beer. Today's going to be focused on craft beer in Omaha. Uh, at the Ultimate Beer Festival that's taking place uh, during Omaha Beer Week. Uh, And then we're going to ask some questions to Drew once he's back from that and he's in an altered state of mind about Husker football and his thoughts for the 2023 season and some fun stuff around there. But first and foremost, what we normally do is talk about what we are drinking on this episode. And this week, we are drinking water. Water. 
Drew, what kind yeah. of water are you drinking today? Well, so I got my uh, my Pogo 32 ounce, which I carry everywhere with me to make sure I'm always hydrated. Um, I got my water out of my my fridge tap, whatever. I don't know the dispenser. Nice on my fridge. Um, so yeah, good old filtered fridge water. So you say filtered? Are you do you stay on top of replacing the filter? Nope. Yeah. I- no, there's a red light on there right now, <laughs> and honestly, I don't know how long it's been there, and it doesn't bother me. It's, well, I mean, there's there's probably some good minerals and stuff getting through there. Yeah, some yeah. some really good TDS in there, some total dissolved solids that are yeah. taking place inside <laughs> your water, and good minerals strengthening those bones, those yeah, teeth, fluoride, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, how about yourself? What yeah, do you got? I'm uh, I'm drinking a Lacroix, Lacroix, Lacroix. You know, a very uh-huh. controversial pronunciation. I can't, of, I won't drink it because I've never learned how to pronounce it. I think it's so Lacroix. I, yeah, is it? Is, is okay. my understanding, and this is a sparkling water pure. This is their flavorless. Mm. Um, I think all other LaCroix are disgusting, <laughs> but I'm yeah. a bubble bitch. I really like, I really like bubbly water. Me too. I actually, yeah, I got hooked on the carbonated stuff. Did you? Yeah. It's but I, so but I like plain carbonated water. That's all this is. Yeah. 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 It's great. Do you have a favorite carbonated water? Um, Are you like a Topo Kiko? No, Do no. you like Spring Valley? I, mean, I don't Do think, think like I've had enough to, because I'll get it at work out of a dispenser. Nice. There's a little carbonated dispenser, so I'll get it there. Um, but they got like bubblies and stuff too. I okay. Like, if I'm going to go for the flavored stuff, bubbly is a good way to go. There's no caffeine, no added stuff. There's so. a really good flavored brand called Spindrift that I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of and yeah. they add real fruit juice. The Spindrift lemon. Yeah. Very good. Highly recommend. Nice. It's just carbonated water and lemon juice and that's it. Three calories a can. So there you, go. you know, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's dive into the to the first half, the the meat of this episode. All right. And that is going to be talking all about Ultimate Beer Fest. Yes. Okay. And we've both been to Ultimate Beer Fest this year. I'm going to be DD. Yeah. Uh, very I'm, responsible of you. Yeah. And well, appreciated. Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to do it. My kid has a birthday party to attend later this afternoon. So uh, I will be <laughs> there in between while you guys are partaking at Beer Fest, which I'm excited about as yeah, well. That's so, exciting. Yeah. Um, so I've got some questions for you. Okay. About beer fest uh as as the resident expert of beer fest itself and this is specifically pertained to ultimate beer fest which is something that we've partaken in quite a few times and had quite the runaround with yes so tell me drew what is ultimate beer fest and what differentiates it from other beer festivals right so ultimate here in omaha is it's focused on the, the usually like the higher abv some rare beers stuff you can't normally find um since COVID, they've kind of changed their formatting a little bit. They changed the location. It used to be at, at Ralston Arena, so it was it was big, and they got a lot of um, national breweries to come in, um, do special releases, special bottles, stuff again that you couldn't normally find. Um, but there's also there was also always a local flavor to it. There was the homebrew aspect um, where you could try, you know, um, 402 homebrew and stuff like that. Uh, since COVID, they've switched it up. They've they've made it more intimate, smaller scale. Um, it's at the Step Center now, and so uh, and then looking at their lineup, you can tell it has become very uh, Nebraska centric. And then the, you got some Iowa, some some I think founders out of Michigan. Uh, Boulevard's going to be there. So I honestly I like the shift um, as much as it's as as much fun as it is to get something from like Stone Brewing or um, Firestone Walker was always a fun one to yeah. with their releases there. Um, you know. I've always been a fan of the local beer and, and trying to get to try as many. So for them to have more opportunities, more booths for Nebraska beer, I think is a great thing. So 
The only thing that makes me sad is when it was at Ralston Arena, it f- mm-hmm. it felt a little bit like the inmates running the asylum <laughs> when we were there. And that might yeah. have just been the state of mind that you ultimately get into. Yeah. Um, but man, uh, what a fun beer festival this one is that it's like this indoor contained thing in winter and it's all about breweries bringing kind of the their flex right like yeah. here's here's our big beer that we've been waiting to show off like this is this is that super bowl moment uh, where you get in front of the serious beer fans because this isn't the faint of heart drinkers where you're just trying the wheat beers or you're trying the pale ales you're like you said you're drinking yeah. some heavy abvs you're, you're drinking some some double digis yes in this yeah one. they get after it they let you get after it and they um you know we're I, we're we're always responsible yeah you know like we we want to cut loose and have fun and we do um but and they they've got they've got other like they do bring their smaller stuff it is not like constantly drinking 10 11 12 percenters but um and we bring dds yeah too. that's so, true every every year we have that. coordinated the fact that we yeah. you know we're never too old to get a ride home from mom and dad. Oh yeah, and sometimes those are the best rides home. To be honest, for us, not, <laughs> probably not, not for them. Yeah, no, yeah. no. But there, every year we do coordinate to where we get dropped off and picked up. This is again one of those things where we talk about drinking responsibly. Of course, you know we can be idiots while we're there and run around and have a great time, but we do want to keep it safe as well. We don't want people going out on the roads after they're enjoying a, a, an ultimate beer fest. We yeah. want you to coordinate, and I think they do a great job too of making sure there's cabs available, Ubers available. Or that it's nearby to hotels so that people can stay the night as they well. They do, yeah. And they provide DD tickets and, yeah. and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, do you have any breweries that you are excited to sample while you're at Ultimate? I know, like you said, there's a, a heavy lineup of a lot of Nebraska breweries and a few national brands. Um, is there anyone that jumps out at you where you're like them? Um, yeah, the list is incredibly long. Um, I'm always excited to see Jukes, Monolithic. Um, site one is fun cause they rotate through so many different beers, um, and so many different brewers that, uh, you never know what to expect from them. Cross train is obviously a heavy hitter. Um, pint nine, I've, I've learned to love pint nine. Oh yeah. Um, you know, they, they came on the scene not too long ago. Um, and every time I try a new beer from them, I'm more and more impressed. I think Absolutely. they're doing great things. So yeah, you missed out on the, the pint nine experience when we did them in our yeah, very first season. I did. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I've I've tried to make it back there, yeah. you know, as often as I can. I can say not only is their beer fantastic, but they are wonderfully hospitable folks. Oh they yeah, they were very kind to us. They donated some stuff for us to give away as well that we put into our first season giveaway package when we kind of blasted onto the scene, and uh, they hosted us for our our uh, Joe Java Stout interview as well. And and there was no reservation. It was actually their busiest day. Yeah, night night. yeah. It was their uh, their mug club renewal day which is like a packed house for them probably to where if the fire general walked in they'd be like you guys are shut down like there's so many people there and they're like yeah have the entire back half of our brewery that we normally open up to the rest of them you guys can have it nice and quiet back there and that was very kind and generous of them to to let us do that oh for sure yeah who else jumps out at you um i mean like i said like there's i don't know there, there must be 30 30 breweries listed here and most of them are from nebraska um I do like like from the out of town ones, Distill and Surly. Oh, I love Odell. Odell yeah. is one of my favorite like national. They're listed brands. as your your favorite brewery on our website. Yeah, so. yeah. So if you can get if you grab a ninety shilling, that's that's my uh, top beer from them. Really? Yeah, I love ninety. Just like shilling. a nice, calm, chill ninety shilling. Yeah, a little Scottish ale. Yeah, it's delightful. So, um, I haven't had Boiler Brewing Co. So I'm gonna check them out. I always like to try to find new. Right. And that's that's one of the best things about festivals. is They bring in so many. It's hard not to find a new brewery, um, even here locally. So yeah, we were fortunate this summer to be at uh, 
the Nebraska Craft Brewers Guild Lager Fest, and we yeah. found a couple of their like Stone Hollow out of Beatrice had some really good beers. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple other ones that kind of slipped my mind, but that's what happens at beer festivals. <laughs> <is> certain things <laughs> yeah, you kind of slip your mind. You but I remember Stone it, Hollow right? jumping out, and then like Site One being there and having some some killer stuff. They had yeah. a tequila Mexican lager that was Ooh, yeah outrageous as well. So yeah. awesome. Well, what beer styles Drew, do you find yourself most drawn to while you're at Ultimate? And are there any that you tend to avoid? Um, so, well, with Ultimate, again, like everything is, um, or a lot of it is, is very high ABV. Like that's their, they, they want the big, the barrel aged um, stouts and stuff like that. So they like their heavy hitters. And I love to get those as well. I like the special releases. Again, it's trying to find stuff that you can't get anywhere else. Um, it's an opportunity for that. And so I always look for those. Um, I do, again, like to try new things too. So I remember. Um, I think it was Rubius from Founders one yeah. year. I'd never had a, I never enjoyed a raspberry beer before. Um, and so, and that was the, I think that was the first one I ever tried and I was blown away by it. Um, it was, it was impressive. It wasn't as good as, as, um, Donna's from Divots, but no, what is, I know what raspberry beer is. <laughs> yeah. Right. That one's on another level. That one really is. Um, but it, but it, that at least opened the door, um, to, you know, again, trying, just trying something new and different. Um, and because there are so many high ABVs, I will eventually actively search out lower ABV ones, right? So you can kind of like... Yeah, you start looking for the eight percenters. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to go like too hard, too quick with these things. So um, avoiding stuff, man, I don't know if I've ever really avoided stuff. There's, I guess there's some that's like, they if there's like too many like things added into it like cinnamon vanilla latte porter with uh cardamom i don't know like if it's it's like just sounds like bonkers i'm like yeah that could be good but like i i don't not gonna waste the the stomach space or the yeah brain cells yeah exactly yeah i'm not gonna stink up my cup you know and have that like that flavor profile in there the whole time so um so yeah i'll avoid all the the big crazy stuff and i don't i don't honestly go after like ciders or anything like that every once in a while you'll find those there too so yeah yeah not that there's anything wrong with ciders nope. i i Cero. showed you some ciders that uh, were Cero cider yeah i've i've um every time somebody talks to me about ciders now i will instantly be, have you been to Cero Cero and lincoln yeah because they were yeah they're good so what you're saying is you're gonna seek out the sours this go around <laughs> i will absolutely not it didn't oh, even okay. come to my mind like that sour beers do not register in my brain. They're just a blind they spot just, yeah. where it's like <laughs> yeah. you don't have that peripheral vision on the right side of your yeah. brain where it's like yep. there's sours over there. I can't even see it. Exactly. As close as I'll get to as, as a sour anymore is like the fooder beer from from Crossstrain when they do those, the farmhouse and stuff. So, OK, yeah. fair enough. So do you have a set strategy then how you like to sample beers? You've talked about the ones that you'll go after and look for, but do you have a strategy for how you like to try beer or how you try to navigate the festival? Um, well, so a lot of it is based on their release times, right? You got to, you, you map it out. They give you the, the map with the numbers of the booths. And so there is like that planning stage, which I think is important. Um, I don't like to go too willy nilly on the thing because then you do, I feel like you do miss out, um, potentially on some stuff, but I also don't want to be too strict ever because you don't want you don't want to like miss out on actually enjoying the experience right and it honestly like at some point all plans go out the window anyway (laughs) is that is that before or after you tend to lose your program every single year (laughs) (laughs) i do i take such meticulous notes and then my program ends up like on the bathroom floor somewhere and it's just lost forever but um yeah i'll follow the special releases i will i like to switch 
um, from one style to another. I don't want to just keep doing the same style over and over again where they all start to blend together. And, uh, and again, I like to fluctuate my ABVs so that I, you know, am not just like completely losing my mind too early and then not actually enjoying the beer. So let's say the brewers are set up maybe in like a, a, a circle or, mm-hmm. you know, there's a ring where you can go around to them. Are you someone who will camp at a brewery if you f- take the first sip and you're like, this is a really good beer, I'll drink this one and then I'll go back? Or do you tend to go from like brewer to brewer and then make your way back through again? I'll, co- I'll come back through. I'll note, I'll note them. Um, I'll say, hey, this was a great beer. That other one looks really interesting. If somebody else is in my little group and they want to swap and share and we just sip on, we can do that too. Um, you know, I'll not worrying about germs <laughs> and all that. Um, your wife. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, you my, can say your I wife is okay in your with group. My wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She tends to get beers that I wouldn't normally get. She challenges you. She does, yeah. And so, right, opposites attract. Um, and so she'll, she might, you know, be willing to share here and there. So, um, but no, I will, I will come back to your brewery. It's the same, same sort of thing with the styles. Like I want to mix and match a little bit. So. Awesome. Yeah. So here's, here's a question that might lead to some controversy. Okay. How do you feel about dumping a sample you don't like. What's your take on that? Um, I mean, it's fine. Like, if you don't like it, don't drink it. it um, I don't I don't usually, I won't do it in front of their tent, like where they can see it, because I don't think they probably care, because they know that what they've got isn't for everybody. Um, I just don't want to be rude, yeah. I guess, and um, I'm not going to, and I'm not going to blast it. Like, if you dump a beer, oh, it's not for me, dump it, um, you know, move on. But I'm not gonna be like, ah, this one's shit. Like, don't try it. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like, I'm not gonna badmouth it because it's not my my palate's not your palate. Um, you're, you're not gonna like aggressively dump it in front of them. Yeah. Make eye yeah, contact. Like, with fuck the you. Like, bring a better beer. You know, this like, thing that no. took you two months to yeah. make. I'm just gonna <laughs> right? make eye contact and throw it into your your garbage bucket. Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, you know I bring that up because I think that's a, that's another thing that can kind of trap some folks that they're they're trying too hard to be kind and it is a yeah. sample situation and some samples get poured higher than others and it is sometimes not even a thing where you drink something and you go man that's a bad beer I want to dump it. It's like it can just be really rich or it can be really heavy on the ABV and taste really nice. Yeah. But you do want to pace yourself and not overdo it in that sense. Yes. So it isn't I don't think as faux pas as as people sometimes make it out to be to like dump out a sample. Yeah, you know, because people yeah. sometimes take pride in like I never waste a beer, regardless of what it tastes like. It's like, well, sometimes beers have chilies in them, and you're like, this is terrible <laughs> for right. me, right? This isn't my yeah my thing. Or like you said, like sometimes you like you you're getting a four ounce pour every time. Um, I mean, you can ask for a smaller pour, I guess, but like, yeah, sometimes you get more than you want. You just wanted to try, you know, an ounce. I I will say too, you know, kind of to this point, I was never a big IPA person. That was never my favorite type of beer for a very long time. I was very much the barrel aged, the, the stouts, the pale ales, um, kind of tiptoeing close to the IPAs, but like looking for my bitterness in other areas. Yeah. And beer fests are really where I kind of broke my palate in a sense and, and kind of opened those things up, testing those things. And so, yeah, you do sometimes, I'll, I'll go to like sometimes Toppling Goliath will show up mm. at these, these festivals and they're known for their IPAs. So I might camp at that booth and like try a sample. Well, that IPA is not for me. Oh, I do like this kind of hazy trend where it brings a little bit more of the tropical, the citrus, that sort of thing. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, dumping a sample is because you trust that brewery and you're trying to find that keynote as well. So I guess I, I kind of put that in there to to let folks know that when you go to a beer festival, it's okay to, to dump out because there's a whole list of reasons why you might. Yeah. And you're not offending anyone by doing so, but just be mindful of how you go about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would imagine like, I mean, yeah, the, the brewers expect it, the folks serving expect it. Um, they, and they would want feedback too, you know, like 
um, I'm sure that that's appreciated as long as it's constructive. Yeah, just don't be a jerk about it. That's like that's all it is. Just don't be a jerk about it. Yeah, yeah. So continuing along the vein of some kind things to do while you're at these festivals, are there any do's or don'ts that you would recommend for folks that are attending these festivals? I mean, we've talked about being kind and dumping. We've talked <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> dumping without making eye contact. <laughs> As well as being mindful of your DD situation. Are there other things that you like to look for in other attendees? Um, I like to see people who are just mindful of their surroundings. Like everybody is here to um, drink and have fun. Um, It's okay to like take up some time with the servers and the brewers to ask questions, but not block the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Not, not, not take over um i don't know man like it's just like at any other party like don't just don't be a drunk asshole you know like (laughs) easy enough (laughs) yeah um again we're all we're all sharing that space we all want to have a good time um you know go there go there to have fun but know your limits um drink a lot of water like you know um don't make a don't make a royal mess um respect the place it's it's a nice place. It's nice that they're that they're trusting a bunch of drunk drunk people to to come in and take over for an afternoon. And so um, you don't want to lose that. Yeah. Um, and be be courteous to the people that are serving you. Um, you know, show them your appreciation. Like I said, I'm I'm sure that they do look for feedback. Um, um, but just yeah, just let them let them know that that they're that you appreciate them being there. Um. And that's it. I don't know. It's 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 pretty just it's just basic common courtesy. That's yeah. all I expect out of people. Cool. So and, I, and that's all I expect out of myself. Too, there's so. there's nothing that someone new should be nervous about when attending these festivals, right? It's like show up, have a good time, yeah, be kind, and you're gonna have a great time. Exactly. Because it really is the kind of playground. It sounds like where you get to walk in and sample. Yeah. Beer. And 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 yeah, it really it is. It's a it's a welcoming community. Um, it's a it's a festival. It's a celebration of of um beer and the people that make the beer and and the people that enjoy the beer and so um yeah just go there to have a good time understand like four hours of drinking that's a long time to be there Um, consistently yeah Yeah. um and four ounce pours add up very quick um so you know pace yourself enjoy it like make sure you you actually like you're not going there to get fucked up like you can get fucked up for a lot less money i think kathy would appreciate that use too like i (laughs) think she's thinking yeah. Yeah. That's a mindful use of the word fuck. Like don't you know? <laughs> I think she'd agree. So I don't think we have to apologize. Yeah, yeah I think she's probably fair. said that to you. Those <laughs> words exactly. <laughs> no doubt. I have no doubt that's probably the first time the first person who ever uttered uttered them to me. Don't just don't get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you've you've nailed a lot of the rules. Be kind, be courteous, be mindful that there's lines, you know, that mm-hmm. try not to cut as best you can. You know, sometimes it does turn into these like amalgamated masses where you're not quite sure where the line is. Yeah. And that's okay to like just is anyone you feel know? it out. Step aside. If you yeah, if yeah. you're if you're not in line to get a drink, like, yeah, find a nice little uh, nook or cranny. Yeah. To Make sure you eat beforehand. Definitely, if there's yep. food there, partake as well. Like be mindful of what you're putting in your body, not just the alcohol. But like you said, water is huge. Um, and then I would also throw out like rinse your glass out. You, you mentioned that oh, a few times yep. while you're sampling, but. A lot of times with these heavier beers, there's higher sugar content. And so they will actually stick to the inside of the glass a little more. So when you are sampling between, like if you're going from an IPA to a stout or even stout to stout, rinsing out your glass is a big do. And that way you're able to, to taste some of the subtleties as you go through yeah. and sample those beers. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. It's good. 
So do you uh, have any fond memories or anything that jumps out at you from from these beer fests past? Any anything that comes to mind? Um, not. I don't have a ton of memories because I really do like. I do drink to a point where like I am definitely drunk. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. yeah. Um, I I remember uh, getting a ride home in a snowstorm. Yeah, that was that was which was incredible. terrifying. That was a sobering, <laughs> was it a sobering car ride? Um, get the food afterwards. Anytime, anytime you can stop for food on the way home, um, always a great experience. Um, yeah, I don't know. Losing my losing my my pamphlet every it, year. It becomes tradition. It really right? Like does. when when does Drew lose all of it? Because you like to really track and untapped on what you've drank and what you think of. Certain I beers. yeah, I used I used to do untapped a lot. I don't do untapped anymore. Um. Just because I I don't know it's weird you lose your notes every I time. would lose yeah I would uh, and that would become frustrating but also I don't know like assigning a assigning a rating to anything to me is weird um and it just boils it down to something that I I don't know that I don't think it should um and I think again everybody's got a different palate and so like not trying a beer because it gets a three star rating on on untapped is you're doing yourself a, a disservice by not trying it. And I think you're probably doing the, the person brewing it a disservice by again, giving them a, a star rating on their work, their life's work. I don't yeah. know. So, um, yeah, so the, the, I stopped the untapped, but I do still, I do still like to sit and think and, and take notes. Do you um, ever pull ideas for future beers while you're sampling? Like the ones that you would brew at home. Do you ever pull ideas from these types of shows or, or is it more about like just, what you want to make in that moment when you're looking to brew. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, yeah, not, I've never been like inspired, I guess, but yeah, I'm not, that's not why I'm, I'm there. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm shocked. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm there to enjoy what, what these people have to offer. Cause they, yeah, this is, again, this is like some of their, their best creations. Yeah. So I want to go back to talking about that snowstorm year that yeah. the, the beer fest took place. Yeah. Um, that felt like a, a lock-in from middle school, the way that that shook out. Because yeah. uh, that year, I think you were coming late from work, and a couple of us had the VIP tickets, so we were there an hour early, and it was snowing super heavy by that point, and you were questionable whether you were going to even make it because of how heavy the snow was, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So for that VIP, they are, they sell a limited number of tickets, and you get in an hour early, and you get to try all the beers that are out there, plus there's a special VIP lounge. And I remember when that snowstorm hit... I think of the 250, 300 VIP tickets they sold, about 50 people made it. (laughs) Yeah. And it was 50 people, and there were more breweries than people. And I don't think I've ever sampled as fast as I have sampled. (laughs) But then because of the snowstorm itself, I think Mm -hmm. they had probably fewer than 300 people show up for the entire event. Yeah. Once it finally opened up. And when I talk about inmates running the asylum, that was one of those years where, man, you felt like hot shit because you were just walking around, unlimited beer, and you thought, if I got to sleep here tonight, I got to sleep here tonight. <laughs> I don't think you would complain. No. Oh, man. I think the only people who would would be the breweries. Yeah. Who are, <laughs> they're, stuck. <laughs> they're stuck there. I will say one other, one memory that did come to mind. Um, I remember, uh, like I said, they they did the homebrew section. Yeah. Um, there was one year where it was huge. There were a ton of homebrew booths. They had their own, like, their own room. Um, and Jukes was was there um, as a, they, before they had a, that opened up their business. Like, it, there was just the Jukes family, the brothers. 
Um, and so I remember like trying their beer before, yeah, they were a brewery, which is really cool to think about. Like, yeah, you know, knowing them before they hit the big time kind of thing. Um, but even then, yeah, they had, they had really impressive beer and they, even their setup, like you could tell, like they yeah. were, they took it pretty fucking seriously. Sorry, Kathy. Um, but they did, they were, they were there and that was, so that was neat. Um, just thinking about like, they're going to be there now as like, you know, a brewery. So. Yeah, absolutely. So when you go to these beer festivals, you know, you yourself are an attendee and you have kind of an agenda while you're there and a reason for, for showing up. And I think one of the fun things is seeing the different people who are beer fans, can you describe some of the more fun beer fans that are at these beer festivals and, and people that like warm your heart seeing the kind of love they show to this community? Yeah. My, so my hands down, my favorite one is the, um, I don't want to stereotype cause I don't know. I don't want to like, it seems weird, but there, there's, there's, there's the older guy who's usually solo and he's got the, he's got the tape recorder and he's, or the, you know, the notes and he's, and he's he's I imagine like this is me in my future (laughs) he's taking notes he's sitting he's sampling and he's really like again like meticulous taking his time um enjoying the experience in that way so I love seeing that um almost like a scientist you know out in the wilderness um I like that um there's I don't know there's it's it's a it's cool to me to see such a wide variety of people because this is it feels like this is like um, a pretty serious event for as far as like the people that show up, they're like the serious beer drinkers. Um, again, there's, I don't, I don't think that, that there's people that show up just to get like, I'm just there to get fucked up. Like, like if you are, you're going to go and spend $12 and get 30 keystones or, you know, at the yeah. gas station. Um, so it's just cool to see such a wide variety of, of, of people from all walks of life. Um, and so I don't know. I like, I love the, the pretzel necklace people. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's very outgoing, man. Like everybody's, it's just a good time. I don't For know. those who've never been to a beer festival, you're allowed to bring in food if it's on a rope around your neck. <laughs> that is, that's like the rule for bringing in food. And, and that's yeah. not a joke, right? That's not like a, this is just me describing it. That's the rule. Yeah. And so Drew's talking about people will put pretzels around their neck or I've seen people mm-hmm. put like a slice of pizza on a rope around their neck, you know, so anything that's on your neck, you can kind of eat as you're going. But pretzels yeah. are a nice palate cleanser because they're malty, they're bready and there's a little salt. So it kind of yeah. helps refresh and, and reclaim that palette for you but yeah i love the people that you pointed out as well the, the the i know exactly the gentleman you're talking about and i think one year i even saw him with a handheld camcorder where he was like talking to himself yeah for future reference and it's just so fun because like you're finding these new beers you're finding the things to look for the, the following year and then you're also finding out like okay i know that uh, we'll we'll use jukes as an example again because they do a good job with this year round where they have these limited releases that they've been working on for a long time, but it helps me identify which breweries are the ones that are really kind of knocking it out of the park with those at these beer festivals. And so then I start to follow them on social media and I make a point to track those down. Uh, White Elm's another one who does that yeah. does it very well. And, and it's always just fun to see like who's the new person who's starting to experiment and I get to reap those benefits. Yeah. That's yeah. a cool way of going about it. So I've got a couple questions left for you. Okay. I, I want you to rank the following holidays. Okay, oh, this is okay. going to feel like a curveball. Uh, yeah. But let me get into it. Christmas. Uh-huh. Ultimate Beer Fest. <laughs> okay. Husker Football Fall Kickoff. Oh, man. One, two, and three. Um, Husker Football Fall Kickoff is hands down. Um, Which is made even better this year when there's a volleyball game being played at Memorial yes. Stadium the day before. Oh, dude. Then that's we've got be football awesome. on a Thursday. Then we get to enjoy the entire opening weekend of, of, of college football. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
this, which this year yeah. I will enjoy if if assuming Nebraska wins that opening the opening game, then I will be able to enjoy college football. Otherwise, I ain't gonna watch a fucking thing. <laughs> I will not watch a single game. You're just gonna watch. I'll shut it down. Hate film yeah. of, of CU <laughs> as you're like writhing, waiting oh, for that man. game to yeah. arrive. Um, so yeah, so so Nebraska football. I it's it, I anticipate it so much, and like I do, I dedicate so much time just thinking about it when it's not happening, like looking forward to it. Um, that it is. It's just this. I don't know. It's just it's just monumental. Like it really is. Um, Christmas comes next. Because of family, which is sappy, I know, but I like I really do like. There's so much, there's so much like family tradition around the, that holiday, um, and I get a week off of work anyway, so it kind of <laughs> helps too. Like I get away from everything, so I can like I can go and and really enjoy, um, uh, you know, yeah, seeing family, seeing a lot of friends that come in from out of town and that sort of thing. So, um, and there's there's still bowl bowl season going on there, so you know, yeah. um, that there's that, and then and then ultimate ultimates. I don't want to put it at the. I mean, it's a, I have to put it at the bottom, but it's not like a bottom feeder holiday. No. It's a. It's this is a good, a good fun day. That yeah. again, look, I look forward to it because the people that we go with, we go with every year. Um, it's again, there's so many great breweries. I, I, they've they've gone. Um, they've leaned a lot more towards this like intimate local setting. Um, and so yeah, so I'm very excited about it. Still, yeah, awesome. All right, here's my final question for you before okay. Beer Fest. Obviously, I'm going to have a whole slew of questions for you <laughs> after Beer Fest. But I want you to build me the perfect post-Beer Fest meal. Okay. You are welcome to pull from, you know, your main course from this restaurant, your side mm-hmm. dish from this one. Okay. You you build it for me. Okay. It's just, this I, might I, be disappointing. Because I also it, want to note real quick, I'm not getting you this when I pick you up. No, like, no, this no. Is That's not, what, yeah. I'm not going to be <laughs> like, it's in the car waiting. I wouldn't expect you to. It's it is simple, and I know like there's probably some great grandiose buffet that we could put together. Um, it's Broncos. It's a double cheeseburger with the pickle, the mustard, onion. Yeah, you know just how they do it. Their shoestring fries. Um, the drink. I don't even. I don't even know what I order. I don't. I don't drink soda, but I always get the combo meal. I don't yeah. do fast food very often. Um, so I'll probably. I would probably do like a Mountain Dew or Diet Coke or something. I don't know, fucking know. Um, but that burger, dude, yeah, holy shit. It is so, it's so fucking good. Um, but I will only, only, only ever get it after ultimate beer fest. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And so I know that I, like I say, we could pull in a lot of other. I'm, I'm stuff. simple. Do you to, have? No, it's Runza for me. It's okay. I, I, a cheeseburger from Runza. Yeah. Runza's fries. Yep. I, so here's a hot take for you. I think Runza has the best fries in the state not Broncos. And I know a lot of people are like Broncos is the fry. I think Runza is a more consistently better fry. It might be not be a hot take for someone like you who doesn't eat a whole lot of fast food, uh-huh. but someone whose uh, body is molded by fast food. Runza <laughs> <laughs> uh, fries are are the the top. I do me. love Runza fries. Do you get fries or do you get frings? Do you it like depends. their onion rings? It depends. I, I do like their onion rings, mm-hmm. um, but I tend to go with just the fries more often. And I'm not a fry person. That's how much I love Oh, runs wow. of fries. Okay. So I thought that's what the announcement was going to be from Husker Athletics on Friday was they're going to start selling runs of fries in addition to runs us in the stadium. Oh, shit. But it's not. It's some no, volleyball that's a great game. Idea. It's yeah. something they should consider. Well, after they put beer in Memorial Stadium, then they can start bringing in fries. Right. Just like a string of fries around your neck. You yeah. just like strung runs of fries. There you or go. Or onion rings. 
would probably work a little easier. It would. You know. It would, but it wouldn't be as impressive and I yeah. wouldn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> All right. Well, before Drew leaves for Beer Fest, we want to take a quick moment to talk about our very special show partner, the Nebraska Craft Brewers Guild. Longtime listeners of the show know Wannabe Walk-Ons is the official podcast of the NCBG. The Guild is a professional organization that protects the craft brewing industry in Nebraska. The Guild's main focus is to encourage folks of a legal drinking age to drink Nebraska beer through promotion, education, and events. The Guild is celebrating Omaha Beer Week, February 18th through the 23rd, which, as of the recording, uh, is right now. Yeah. So Omaha Beer Week includes events like the Omaha Beer Week bus tour, as well as numerous other exciting events, including special tap takeovers, keg tappings, giveaways, bottle shares, and ultimate beer fest. Woo! Uh, If you're a fan of the craft beer scene like we are, you can learn more about Nebraska Craft Brewers Guild, find local breweries, and join the Nebraska Beer Alliance by visiting nebraska.beer. So we are back from our reprieve. For you, it was just a few moments. For us, it was a few hours. Drew was able to go off and enjoy Ultimate Beer Fest and comes back to report to us all the fun spoils that he had while he was there. First and foremost, I want to throw out that I'm finally able to enjoy a beer now that we're tucked in and able to enjoy them responsibly on my end. And I'm happy to report that I'm drinking Acres Ale, and that comes from Zipline, and it is a fantastic Nebraska-made ale that's made with Nebraska corn tastes like one of those authentic beer beers, right? You're going to hear about this beer and and say, that's what a beer tastes like that you might grab out of the fridge when you're mowing the lawn or something you just feel like a a beer with a nice grilled out dinner or something along those lines. This is that kind of a beer, just that Bud Light, Coors Light, Bush Light sort of flavor. Really excellent beer to be drinking in kind of a a light mood and a a happy mood and just feeling real good about it. We we talk about, like, if you could find a beer that you would put in Memorial Stadium... For a, oh yeah, yeah. This is this one kind of like matches that profile. Um, it's, Absolutely, it's very drinkable. It's it's Nebraska based. Um, obviously, like the the corn is all over the can, um, and it's and it's good. It's just a yep. good beer. It surprised me. I picked it up because I saw it and I hadn't had it before. Um, and 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 you come in with low expectations, not because of zipline. Zipline I always expect the best out of them. Um, but it's you know corn based beer. You know what are you gonna get? But Acres, yeah. It hits it out of the park. Yeah. So. Acres is a Nebraska chain of implement dealers. They do a great job across the state supporting agriculture, uh, taking care of those folks who in turn take care of our country with uh, with all the farm produce and all of those types of things. So it's nice that they have a beer that's fitting, that matches in with what they bring to the table. So really happy to enjoy that. Zipline is a, a friend of the show. We've been able to record there before as well. And so it's just nice to continue enjoying their beers. Yeah. So, Drew, how was Beer Fest? Did you have a good time while you were there? Oh, I had too good of a time. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun. I hadn't been there in a little while. Uh, COVID kind of put it put me out as far as uh, joining them. Um, but it, it, it blew away expectations. Got to see some familiar faces. Got to try some new beers. Um, Got to come back and sit down in front of a microphone, which is a little different of an experience <laughs> for me. So, what do you what do you usually do after a beer fest? I, Just eat a bunch of Broncos and pass out? Yes, yeah, I get i I get my my big greasy burgy 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 your big greasy burgy <laughs> burgy my great my I can't even speak. <laughs> my great this is big, why what I don't do is I don't come and sit down and try to talk. I try I try to yeah I eat and I go to bed. That's what I do. Well, did you get your burgie? I did. I got my burgie, a uh, double burgie, and it was so fun. It was so Double delicious. burgie with churgy? Yep. Churgy yep. and urngies and <laughs> perkles and mustards? 
Some French fries. Oh, I did. It and was a Diet good. Coke. And a Diet Coke. Yeah. It has ice, but you know. Yeah, people love when you consume food and drinks uh, on a podcast. Yeah. It's, it's some ASMR stuff right there. So Is that? No, don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while you were at Beer Fest, able to enjoy the festivities, what uh, what beers jumped out at you as some of your favorites? Are, are there a couple that, that stood out for you? Yeah, there were a few. So, um, you know, they had they had the homebrewers set up. Um, the South Omaha and then 402 were both there. Um, Donuts Revenge is one of my like all time favorite beers, not just in the homebrew scene, but um, it was it was a beer that I was lucky enough to find on my first Ultimate Beer Fest uh, extravaganza. It was there again today, which was just a happy find for me. So we got to do that one. Um, Nebraska Beer Co. They have a new one out, or that's coming out. It's cold beer, cream ale. Ooh. Um, and so, yeah, with with Nebraska Beer Co. You know, you, uh, most people are, are pretty familiar with them. Um, so it's it's kind of exciting, you know, to see something new from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this cold beer, the cream ale. You and I, we've had a lot of cream ales on this show, and this one is, it's good. Really? It's, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's you take that first and you're like, yeah, like I wish I had more than a little four ounce glass. Um, so that one was good. And then from like, from out of state, um, as far as those goes, Little Black Rain Cloud from Lupulin um, was really good. It's a scotch ale. It's a big scotch ale at 11%. Yep. Uh, Distill did a special release with the Das Vidania. You can find Das Vidania around here. They're yeah, I think we, like, we had that on the show as well. We have, yeah, yeah. When when we did the Sportsman Sip, I think. Yep. Um, so they kind of play around with the different flavors and stuff. So they did a coffee vanilla release, Ooh. which was delightful it was a barrel age so, then as well with yes ooh. yeah barrel did, aged out yeah. was it uh, bourbon barrel or rye or did they say did they specify they told me it was in a barrel they said it was coffee and it was vanilla and it was das vidania and i said okay you said so yes sir i didn't yeah i didn't ask what kind of a barrel it nah. was but it was delicious so nice yeah. you didn't it say did, yet i will say i i distinctly remember a lot of rye okay from my trip um i don't know if that came from the das vidania i would have i would assume so because i know they do a rye mm-hmm rye one but yeah so very cool so it sounds like it was a fruitful trip and it was one definitely worth going to and oh absolutely no doubt yeah. that you'll be back next year 100 percent. yeah yeah awesome yeah well shall we dive in to this post beer fest interview that i have prepared for you to to just see what does the uninhibited husker fan think about the upcoming season and 2023 and the outlook let's from do there. it because i am the husker fan that tries to inhibit myself through the off season um but here we go so I'm going to start you off soft. Okay. Okay. What is Nebraska's record in 2023 going to be? <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean their bull record or their record in the college football playoffs? Hey, man, offs? let's have some fun. Okay. You tell me. How 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 do you see this season shaking out? That's 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 tough, man. Ah. Uh, okay. So I want to. I would put them at. I want to I want to rein back and say like six or seven wins would be great. Yeah. Um. They they start off on the road. You know, two games on the road. One's yep. a conference game. One's against Colorado. It's a it's an old rivalry. It's against Deion Sanders. Um. Man, I love Matt Rule too much to like say that that he's not going to um flip this thing around. But I also know that his mo is to like slowly build things up. And so I'm going to go ahead and just start us off at ten and two. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I think that's the perfect answer. I, yeah, let's yeah. let's live in that mindset, right? While we're here today, how's that sound? Yeah, let's do it. Let's be. Let's just be happy. All right. Okay. 
I'm happy. Are you happy? I'm always I'd happy. be real happy with 10 and 2. I can tell you that. I'd be okay with it. I feel like, you know, it's like if you get to 10 and 2 in year one, it's like, why didn't we go 12 and 0? You know, what held us back? Man, if you are that fan, if you are that insufferable <laughs> by the, by the guy. late end of the season. Okay, so switching gears a little bit, uh-huh. getting away from wins and losses. Okay. How are you going to define success in 2023 for Nebraska? Um, I think 2023 success would be based on whether or not our 2024 class includes a five-star quarterback <laughs> out of Arizona and signing him on. Um, I think I think it's going to be a year of um, it will be it'll be win-based. It'll be you know, do we get to a bowl? Do we see that noticeable improvement? But also, are, do we continue to build towards the future? Sure, because we've seen Matt Rule put this class like he put together a really solid class and one that we just talked through that's that's really um balanced yeah it has a lot of potential in a lot of different facets it wasn't just let's go get the best players who's willing to play for us let's really build a team and and define what we're going to look like in all facets moving you, forward. yeah you saw you saw in their um in their press conferences they said like hey, here's what we're looking for like we want we want nebraska kids in the trenches we we want those guys that are going to fight and live and die by the end um, who were raised in that sort of tradition, and and we're gonna we're gonna hit Texas hard. Um, we're gonna go after uh, you know guys that that have speed that that are that are track guys, and they they did that like they lived out their their philosophy, and they they brought those players in, and so to see them do that in such a short amount of time and in a quick time, um, with a lot else going on as far as um, you know, I think Matt Rule adjusting to. NIL and adjusting to transfer portal, um, having come from the NFL in the past few years, building his staff throughout that entire time. Um, yeah, to see him to see him put that that class together, but to to say here's what we're gonna do and then and then carry it out. Yeah. Um, in that fashion was pretty cool to see. And so to see him do it with a year in hand, um, while also playing football and hopefully winning some games, it'll be it'll be nice to see. Um I think he's. I think he's gonna have to. I don't. He's not gonna have to. I think the expectation is that he will win games. That he'll turn it around a little bit quicker. There's not gonna be a one or two win season. Obviously, um, I don't think there's. I don't think Nebraska fans are gonna expect a five win season. I think Nebraska fans are gonna expect a bowl game. Sure, season. six, seven, eight. Yeah, something six, in seven, that range. Eight, yeah. Something in that range. Um, and I don't think that's a I don't think that's a terrible expectation this year. So if if I could succinct that up, does it sound like you, you're looking for maybe uh, the momentum to continue from this past off season? So see enough uh, output on the field that the momentum in recruiting and, and team building ramps up, you know, continuously. That wasn't succinct. That was a terrible. <laughs> that was me terribly trying to bring that together. But in, what I'm hearing from you is saying like I want the product on the field to be good enough to keep this moving forward the way that it has. I, yeah, I think I think it's because. Because Matt Rule has tools and and things that is his disposable that he didn't have before. Like he did not have, um, he didn't have the transfer portal the way that he has it now, and he didn't have the reputation that he had before. Right? Like when he was at Baylor, the only thing that he had built was Temple, and so um, and so now and and he has a brand now. Right? Like Nebraska is, despite the the past twenty years, it's still it is it's a national brand, um, and I think that. And I think that people, you know, whether they experienced Nebraska football um, the way that a lot of people did through the ni- 80s, 90s, whatever, um, 
I think that there's a nostalgia for that. Like we all like as the as as college football changes and moves into this like new um, this new age in this future, like people want to have something familiar. And I think Nebraska is a piece of that. It's not all of it, but it's a piece of that for just a, the national college football brand. And so he has so many things working for him that he didn't have before that you look at and you and you think like that can accelerate his process because he's so grounded in it and he's so confident in it and he knows it inside and out and he's brought in all these coaches um you know guys who have played for him who've coached for him before who understand exactly what they need to do exactly what's expected um and who live that that philosophy in their day-to-day life where you think like okay these guys can all hit, hit the gas together and they can take off um and so balancing that against what we as Nebraska fans have experienced and what we've expected. Um, we thought previously we would have that sort of like, you know, that rocket ship to the moon um, with another coach um, or other coaches maybe. Um, I think I think it's this, this feels like all those things have maybe started to come together where you can see a quick turnaround. And I, and yeah, eight, eight wins. I might, I might be answering your previous question (laughs) at this point, backtracking a little bit, but like, that's where it's like, okay, maybe like, maybe we do see like an eight win season. Maybe we do see that sort of like that quick turnaround, not, not like we're back, but a quick turnaround, sort of like we're back at least to a competitive standpoint. Sure. Sure. Eight wins is good enough to win the West. Oh, absolutely. Northwestern's done it every other year. So why can't we? Right. So my next question for you, which, I mean, the last few questions have been really great on point as far as, like, looking good for Nebraska. Here's a question that shouldn't get you into any trouble. But if given total control of the Nebraska football program, what's one tradition you would put an end to? Put an end to? <laughs> um, I feel like the easiest the easiest one is the balloons. Well, right? that's already been ended. So you can't pick balloons. I can't? Oh, no. they did that? Oh, they shit. did that, yeah. I thought that maybe came back because people got so riled up. No. Um, a tradition losing <laughs> can i put an end to losing yes losing to minnesota when we shouldn't how about okay. that that's a good answer okay that's felt like a tradition for too many seasons moving forward yeah yeah what a cop out you just <laughs> took though there's there's nothing about the nebraska game day experience you would put an end to the urinals that in the men's room i would i would end that for sure um i think that's an even better answer as a, than yeah losing as a shy to guy minnesota, as yeah. somebody who has to like Sneak off to a stall because <laughs> I don't feel comfortable um, shoulder to shoulder at the trough. This is the content that I knew this episode <laughs> would provide. This is what we're going for. Okay, good. Now so, that I got bearings. There okay. you go. Uh, my next question is a multiple choice. Okay. Okay. C. You're, it's always C. Uh, well, hold on now. Okay. Because you don't know what C is. You're still in control of the Nebraska football program. Well, naturally. I did a really great job with the urinals, so... <laughs> And you're given the opportunity to make one of these changes. Okay. Would you rather switch from Coke or switch to Coke from Pepsi? Uh-huh. Add beer to Memorial Stadium. Yep. Or go to Nike from Adidas? Oh man. Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I would not go well, ooh, I would go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to add beer to the stadium. Yeah. But I also want to go to Nike. Okay. Because, but now I now I see why Trev Alberts has paid the big bucks is because he's he's presented with these tough choices where it's like, well, you can either go with uh, Coke or Nike. Um, 
I want to I want to create a better experience for the fans. And, and you so think, beer. You think, <laughs> you, you think adding beer. <laughs> let's let's bring beer. Because here's why. Because um Because Iowa does it. Why can't we? We yeah, you could do Nebraska could do beer. And it would be I think it really would be a really great thing to add to the experience. I do. I don't I, I don't I think people are worried like ah oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crap show. See? And it's not. And I drank a lot and I said crap show because I'm respectful of you blue hairs out there who are like, <laughs> rallying against There he is. Yeah. And so I think no, I think I think there's something about drinking beer and watching football. Like those things really do go hand in hand. And you can you can do that responsibly, like you really yeah. can. Um I think that I think that Adidas could be fine. I think that Adidas hasn't done great with the alternative <laughs> uh uniforms in the past, but um uh, but I think that also Nike is such a shotgun approach that like they've had some great stuff, but you're bound to fucking find something good when you just do literally anything that yeah. fucking comes to mind. I think it's one of those grass is greener situations. I mean, yeah. I think everyone has ugly uniforms and everyone has great looking uniforms. Nebraska's yeah. been so big on tradition. Yeah, that I, I feel like Nike would be almost too much of a culture shock, even though we've been asking for it since like the 90s. It would like, be a people would be like, oh, shock. my gosh, that's that's what we're going to look like now. We wouldn't be the same red like they wouldn't use the same colors. It'd be I like neon think. yellow. And we'd be like, I don't know if that works. We'd be like, let's color a corn. And you'd be like, I still don't think it works. Yeah. 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 I think it's just I don't think it's Adidas's fault. I think it's honestly I think Nebraska is the one that's kind of held them back for what it's worth. I think Nebraska is, is, is it, they're very traditional and that's, that's, that's why you wouldn't focus. get rid of any traditions. And that I would not. Pepsi is here to stay. Balloons here to stay. The no, ur- they're gone. The urinals are flowing with beer now <laughs> because we have to make some changes. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, Adidas can make a fine uniform if they just. So you're going with beer. You're saying beer. add beer. Let's add beer. Okay. Yeah. And you would go with something similar to like this acres or something where it's like a, I mean, Iowa does a great job where they take a, a, a small local brewery in Big Grove, and then yeah. they also have Bush Light, which is an Iowa product as well. So they've got kind of like a big mass distributed domestic beer and a local craft beer, and they blend those together, and it makes for a nice game day experience. And I got to tell you, when the football's good, you're not leaving your seat to go get another beer, right? So it's not like you're overdoing it. Oh yeah, and yeah, you know, you're, yeah. You're not gonna get up out of your seat and like and and fight the crowds and all that. You're not gonna miss the game to go get smashed they, you they limit the beer you know that you can yeah. bring back to your seat at a time um and it's great representation of the state like big grove is a, i think a good representation of iowa beer um i think nebraska has so much to offer in, on that front and as a visiting fan that's what i want to i want to i want to see what iowa has you know i yeah. want to see what they have to offer and so i think i think visiting fans could could come in and yeah they'd see the bush light the bud light whatever um, but they might see Zipline, they might see Empyrean, they might see, um, whomever would, who, whomever would be there, uh, you know, as that, as that flagship product for Nebraska football, um, it would be, it'd be a good experience for them, for, for, uh, the home team fans, for the, for the Nebraska craft brew industry. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is something that we definitely want to get behind. Yeah, for sure. Okay. My next question for you, Drew. Okay. In this gauntlet that I'm throwing your way, yeah. you're answering this I'm like really winded. well. I feel winded. Am I? Don't know. You okay. did. You, when That's I asked good. you, um, did I get <laughs> when I when I asked you the aside from wins and losses question, I'm pretty sure you spoke for 40 minutes straight. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> Time so, is meaningless at this point. Would you rather get tackled 
by Indomitian Sioux, you get to wear full football pads. Okay. Or take a hot dog launched from the Wiener Schlinger. <laughs> no pads. Yeah. Hands behind your back. Oh, man. You know what? I would rather get tackled by Indomitian Sioux just so I could thank him for being a part of Nebraska football. <laughs> like, you know, face to face. Would you say it as he's tackling you? Thank you for being a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Before the wind is knocked out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Nope. Yeah, just to be close to like that close to a legend, a legend. Yeah. yeah no hesitation. You would take the, you would take the hit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can show up to a Nebraska football game and put my hands behind my back and hope to get shot by a wiener slinger. Right. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that could happen. But how many times did you have the opportunity to get tackled by Indomitian and Sue? I don't know. Ask Colt McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> Nine times plus one second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Describe the following head coaches in one word. Jesus Christ. Okay. No, he's not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> not since the 90s. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Hey. Matt Rule. Uh, that's it. That's just a deep, okay. a deep sigh. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. Goofy. Pat Fitzgerald. Perfect fit. That's not one word. I don't care. He's perfect fit. He can be hyphenated. Okay. Tom Allen. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Rat. PJ Fleck. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Emphasis on fuck. I cannot... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Kathy. No, that guy, a uh, 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 slogan here. Kirk Ferentz. Nepotism. Okay. Is there any other coaches you want to describe <laughs> in one word? Um, I will, I will call, uh, Ryan day coattails. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will call James Franklin underappreciated. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think Mike Loxley potential. Um, are we sticking to just Big Ten? Sure. Why not? Just Big Ten? Yeah. Okay. Um, who else Who else is here? Wisconsin, uh, Fickle. Fuck, I don't Fickle. I don't know. Could be anything. Um, Michigan State, overpaid. <laughs> um, who else is in the Big Ten? <laughs> you got Illinois. You got Bielema. Bielema, love it. Yeah, that's a yeah. good hire. Um, that's a good coach. Yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah. Love it. Um. Give me another team. I don't know. Okay, USC. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley quarterbacks. Quarterbacks? Yeah. Okay. No, that, I mean that, yeah, quarterbacks through and through. I don't I don't know if um I don't know what kind of success he's gonna have out there, but he will he will always be able to USC is a quarterback school and Lincoln Riley is a quarterback coach. Like pure and simple. If he wants to if he wants to bring a guy along to win a Heisman, they're gonna do it. Okay. Whether they're successful or not. I don't think he'd go eight and four and he'd win a Heisman with a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well finish it off. UCLA. Um, you do they play basketball? <laughs> you know, that's not a football school. Research, I don't know. That's just the school, though. That's not that's not the head coach. Is that who you're? Is that what you're going to throw at Kelly? I, the is that is Chip Kelly still the coach there? Because yeah. as far in my mind, it's 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 uh, new new Heisel. Oh no, that's that's way back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that does it for that. We've only got 132 <laughs> more schools next on the list. Okay. All right. You're given a one-on-one -on -one audience with Matt Rule and allowed to ask him one question. His answer is a predetermined yes. Do you ask to take a snap in a game at quarterback? Do you ask to kick an extra point? Or do you ask to take a handoff at running back? I'm going to take a handoff. Are you? Yeah, and I'm going to ask Anthony Grant to carry me. <laughs> <laughs>
he has to say yes. The fact that he agreed to the interview is amazing in and of itself. That was um, probably his only yes. No, I have a, I have a, we're called wannabe walk-ons, right? Like yeah. that's our thing. Um, neither of us have any business on a football field. But Speak for yourself. I, <laughs> body by ranch over here. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> that's the meanest thing you've ever said to me. That was horrible. I did was not, good. I did not mean that. Okay. That's all right. That's good. I think I called no, myself I, out on it you beforehand. Did, you yeah. did earlier today. Okay. So, and it's not true, but anyway, um, I have, I've always had a dream. Like my dream growing up was to be a Nebraska running back. Um, and, and so like any, any football, like Madden, you know, anything like that, I would always be a running back. Would you create a player with the accurate height? No, God, no, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they would <laughs> bench six, me. <laughs> six foot seven. <laughs> Oh, I think it meant accurate to me. Like, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Would you would you make your player your five height? six one twenty? <laughs> like they're like you're not even qualified to be a water boy. No, <laughs> no, I'd be I would be like the prototypical. I'd be like six foot, you know, one ninety two hundred whatever. Um, I'd play as like Eddie George for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, yeah, but I I yeah, being the running back was like it was just the thing. Like it was it was what I associated growing up as a Nebraska fan. Um, you know, obviously quarterbacks were a big deal, but, um, that required skill. And to me, like being a running back, like you just get up behind the line and you just fucking go. Yeah. And so that was the thing that I always clicked with and related to and, and appreciated about Nebraska football. So if, if I could run the ball and Matt rule, if you're listening to spring games coming up, um, I am ready. So if you need, if you need somebody to. Have you ever seen that Kansas clip where the 90-year-old man gets a handoff? and is, they that all what, like, is that what it takes? They all dive out of the way so that oh, he can God score a touchdown one more time. Yeah, I would I would eat it up. I would, you know, it seems so patronizing at the time, you know, as an outside observer. But if if they all let me just have the ball and have the touchdown, fuck yeah. I mean, after listening to this episode, you might get the sympathy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's how big? How much does he weigh? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay. All right. Next question. Okay. You're given one week's notice to solo perform the national anthem before a Husker game. Oh, God. Do you sing or play an instrument? I chant. (laughs) I read it. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, say, can you see? (laughs) I don't sing. I I don't sing. I know that. You can hear my voice. You you never know. Here, sing it for it. Sing a little bit. (laughs) No, I can't. I can't sing for sure. Oh, you play banjo. I do, but I would play banjo, national anthem on the banjo. It's America's instrument. It is. It is. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I I like that answer better than I wouldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if they gave me the opportunity, I'll try. So would you rather your child be an Iowa fan? No. Or a... Or a representative in Congress who proposes a bill to ban football. What? Doesn't Iowa propose to ban football every Saturday when they line up? <laughs> Answer the question. I will say um, it's hard because um, that bill is equally as uh, it's equally as likely that that bill will be defeated as Iowa will be when they face Nebraska next year. Calling the shot? Yep, calling it. I would rather have my kid be in Congress and be an asshole trying to ban football than be an Iowa fan. 
and I and I've met Iowa fans. I like the fans that I've met of Iowa. The Iowa fans that I met, very are nice, fucking awesome, very kind to us. They're so great. Gave us all the advice on how to get around Iowa City. Yeah, nothing but even the ones. Even the ones who we were sitting next to at the game yes. when uh, Petrus ran on the field and we started the one more year chant, they're like, we don't want him. They're like, please, please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Yeah. They're, those, they're all great. Um, people I work with who are Iowa fans, I know a lot of them. They're wonderful. Like they, are, they all know the definition of nepotism. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the whole coaching situation in Iowa is not their <laughs> fault in the slightest. If, if they had a vote, Brian Ferentz would be oh, yeah. out and Kirk might Kirk be in trouble be too. too. Yeah. Um, God, man, I don't know. My, my mom is an Iowa fan. Sorry. What? Sorry, Kathy. Why are we apologizing? <laughs> she should be apologizing to us. I'm not sorry anymore. She will. She'll sit and watch Nebraska games. She doesn't like actually have a cheering interest, but like, um, my grandfather, her, her dad was a big Iowa fan. Like he would travel and watch, like he was more into basketball. Okay. Um, but, but, but still like he was, he was Iowa through and through. I know that's the that's how close I was to you know to being my both my parents are born in Iowa like it was I didn't know that yeah yeah it's a real touch and go situation there um you know I I feel very fortunate and so that's why it's it's hard to say um but I don't think I would want to raise an Iowa fan okay I don't think I could do that okay a congressman though that'd be that'd be impressive I'd be impressive even if you know even if they were proposing shit bills and and they're in Congress you know. <laughs> Still be cool. Okay, Drew. All right. You've made it through the gauntlet. I have one final question for you. Okay. Okay. Would you take a guaranteed national championship in 2024 for Nebraska if it meant Colorado was guaranteed one in 2023? Ew. Whoa. <laughs> like right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Everything, everything that we've been saying about the Colorado situation – you have to eat crow, but you get you get the trophy in the next year. Um, I would I would say here's why I'm going to say yes. I <laughs> <laughs> here's why I'm going to say yes because Colorado could still lose to Nebraska and win a national title in 23. Early in the season, they could lose to Nebraska. They just have to go on and win. They'd have to beat TCU out of the gate. Yeah, that could be, that would be their only loss. Right, Nebraska could have a strong showing, right, progressing towards their 24 national title. Um, Colorado just has to win the playoff, and it would be a big surprise. And then who fucking knows from there, right? Nebraska, uh, as far as we know, they lose to Colorado in the national title in this scenario. I don't know, but they get a national title out of the deal. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll take that with, with, with uh, at least one Rayola, you know, involved in the program. Yeah, I. You know what's funny is I was going to ask you a similar hypothetical. I've had this one in my back pocket for Throw a while. I don't think it's. I don't know if it's as like. Um, it's not as big, maybe, but if uh, let me see if I can try to remember it, um, in this altered state, um, would you would you take? Edit this out. Edit. edit I will not edit, <laughs> edit around this because I have to figure out my phrasing. Would I take? It's going to be a lot of dead air. Okay. Okay. We've had 30 minutes of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad. Okay. So what's your question, Drew? Let's hear it. Okay. Here we got it. Here we got it. There we got it. Okay. Would you rather have Matt Rule as your head coach 
as everything is now, exactly how it is, but you do not get Dylan Rayola in the 2024 class. Or you are guaranteed to get Dylan Rayola as your quarterback in the 24 class, but Deion Sanders is your head coach. That is a good question. You're right. That is, I mean, that to me is almost more, um, gosh, you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say I go with Matt rule and here's why I think that even if Matt rule doesn't have national championships, geez, Louise, sorry. So (laughs) as you may have heard last episode, we are not recording in my basement at the current moment. We're over at Drew's house and we uh, gave rides to folks back to Drew's house who also were at beer fest (laughs) and those folks forgot how forgot how to close doors quietly well people are recording podcasts it's like did we grow up in a non-podcast recording barn (laughs) okay so i'm going with matt rule no dylan okay and and my rationale is this even if matt rule is not the guy to get us back to big 10 championship national championship whatever that looks like level i think he will leave the program better than he found it and I think that we would be better off because of him and he would leave a better culture in his wake and there'd be a lot of improvement around uh, the athletic department. I don't think, uh, this isn't me saying that I don't think Deion Sanders can do a similar thing at Colorado with the culture and the kind of program he wants to run, but Matt Rule has a longer track record and I'm going to go with track record after some of the stuff that we've experienced uh, as Husker fans, I'm going to go with track record 10 times out of 10 moving forward Yeah, that there needs to be some consistency that we know a coach can come in with a system and we know what he's going to do as opposed to just being kind of the, the hot ticket coach for that season. Um, we've tried that. It hasn't worked out for us. I'd rather go with someone who can build and rule just has that experience. That being said, Dylan, you are more than welcome to come here. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I really hope that that happens. Uh, as as I think every Husker fan does, or or darn near every Husker fan, uh, except Kathy. Now that I know she's not a Husker fan, she's, she's still she'll she's willing to sit and interrupt the games. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah, like while we're watching, she's willing to, you know, ask about life. <laughs> you know, like hey, how you been? Like I don't know, I'm trying to watch a game, mom. <laughs> It'd be a lot better <laughs> like, if this conversation right. weren't happening. Uh, yeah. What about you? What would you do? I would I would take. Matt Rule. Yeah. Um mostly because of, yeah, like the the amount of influence that he's I feel like he has and will have on the program is so incredible. Um I don't think that you know what he does, I don't think it requires uh the number one player in the nation to be successful. Won't hurt though. It wouldn't fucking hurt at all. Sorry, mom. Uh it wouldn't hurt at all. I think I think that would be an I think it'd be, and the, and he said this right like they said this when they were I think at Baylor was like man like imagine, imagine what we could do with a with a brand you know like with the yeah N for example behind us, um, I want to see that I want to see what they can do with with top top end talent yeah um, because I don't think that they take top end talent because they're top end I think they take a guy like Dylan Rayola because he fits right. Um, and he just so happens to be incredible, and he just so happens to be a, a name that that's um, synonymous with Nebraska. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I, I would take Matt Rule. I, he like everything I've seen from him so far has just been 
I mean, it's just, it's, it's over the top. It's like, it's more than you could ask for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, same, same as you. Cool. Same as you. Awesome. Well, Drew, you did it. You made it through the gauntlet. <sighs> I'm going to, that was rough. You're going to get to go to bed soon. <laughs> you're going to get maybe, to, I don't know. The kids are coming home soon, so we'll see how that all goes down. But I gotta, I gotta go ask my wife to be responsible on my behalf. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably for the best. I think so. For I everyone think they'll involved. all appreciate I mean, it. You'll be, your kids will be I'll better be okay. off and yeah. and yeah, not that they, no, that's not fair. That's no, yo, you'll be all right. Thank you for shuffling my notes for me. You're welcome. It usually takes you 30 minutes anyway. So <laughs> that does it for this episode of wannabe walk-ons. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at wannabe walk-ons for the drop on all our bonus episodes arriving at random Tuesdays during the off season at 11 a.m. All of which will lead us into our 2023 season kicking off in July. We want to thank all of our listeners, both new and long time for tuning in. If you have anyone who you think would enjoy a listen, we would truly appreciate your recommendation. Remember to do your part. Drink local beer wherever you are. If that means you're at home or you're at Ultimate Beer Fest. If you have any breweries you would like us to sample on the show, visit wannabewalkons.com to tell us where to drink next. Thank you for listening. And as always, drink Big Red. You did a great job. Drink Big Red. Heard at Sports Network Production.